Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ASTP Stranger Zone, episode number 47. 47. <laughs> Coming at you live, tonight's main event hosts Austin Ulrich and the one, the only weighing in at something less than 200 pounds, Mike. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to What? What? (laughs) Welcome to episode 47 of the Strange Thing Podcast. (laughs) And I am Mike. And I'm Austin. As you heard. Yeah, and we're your hosts. And we are here to bring you episode number. 47. 47. Yes, of a Strange Thing podcast. And we're going to be talking about some things that we've started earlier. And we are going to finish it out. Yeah, we're going to close this off. Yep. We're going to we're close gonna out. We're wrap things up with a nice little bovine. And we're going to... That's right. Uh, mm. Just kind of move on into maybe the next move season. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. on. To the next season yeah. of our life. On to the next... What do you call that? Stage. Yeah, the next evolutionary stage of a Strange Thing podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be since, you know, we've been doing this, what, two years, two and a half years, something like that. On and off. Yeah. And so we're no longer what you could classify as hacks. I mean, we're still hacks. Yeah. But we're graduating into a higher level of hack dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like assistant manager hacks. Yeah. Yeah. We're up there. We're climbing the ladder of hacks. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're breaking that glass ceiling. We are climbing the hack ladder. Mm-hmm. Hack yeah. ladder. Yep. I like that. I do too. It sounds like a dance move. Everybody do the hack ladder. The hack ladder. Get up, girl. The hack ladder. You know Drop it's going it to happen. Girl. Hack ladder. Oh, somebody's going to do that. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> freaking sweet. Yeah. But as we climb the hack ladder, we need to back up the bus. Back up the hack ladder And bus. explain how we got here. So two and a half something years ago, September 11th, 2019, we kicked off our first ever episode on a Strange Thing podcast with the cattle mutilation topic. Right. Yeah. So tonight, we are going to bring this whole thing up to this point back full circle and end what I like to think of as season one on the same topic. I like it. Yes. But this is how we're going to get there. We need to back up two episodes. <laughs> that was like five, but we just need to go two episodes. <laughs> so a couple episodes ago, we started talking about strange prions. And then the episode before that, we were talking about cattle mutilations. And we talked about there was a tie-in of strange prions to cattle mutilations. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to get to tonight. Perfect. But I need to explain a few things. So we redid, kind of revisited our original topic from 2019 of cattle mutilations, just to kind of give people an update. And basically we said it's still happening. Right. Yeah. And the reasons for cattle mutilation, who knows? It's all the way from, you know, Bigfoot to UFOs to government conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Satan worshipers, Mm -hmm. devil worshipers. Uh, Predatory animals. Yeah. I mean, you name it. Yeah. 
just stupid kids doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. Prostitution. And, yeah. So there's a lot, lots of ideas. So about the same time, I started doing some research on Alzheimer's because my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he was struggling. Right. And out of the blue, I had a friend contact me and he said, hey, you should listen to the latest episode of Mysterious Universe because they're talking about cattle mutilation and it's tied to Alzheimer's disease. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm like, what? Say what? Yeah. So I did that. And that launched us into this topic that we called Strange Prions. Mm-hmm. Now, if you caught our episode two episodes ago, you'll know that basically prions are misshaped proteins inside brain cells that fold wrong, they fold in on themselves, and they cause mad cow disease and a bunch of other things. Mental or yeah. brain issues. Yeah. And we also talked about how Alzheimer's, although it's a different protein, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of process. Gotcha. That a misshaped protein in the brain causes plaques to build up inside the brain. Hmm. Or fibrils or tangles. I mean, you can call them different things. Riboflavins. <laughs> Riboflavins. So that's how they kind of connect it. And so in that, we started talking a little bit about Alzheimer's and what that looked like for my dad. Mm-hmm. And then right in the middle of that, my dad passed away. Right. And uh, so then we had to take, you know, some time off to take care of that stuff. And we talked about my dad in just our last episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a really cool guy. And um, he died, I'm going to say well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a happy guy to the end. And talked about some of the customs and things that he did and instilled in us. Right. And uh, it was a fun journey. Yeah. But anyway, so all of these things kind of tied together. And we never really got deep into prions and what they were and how they came to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to tie up tonight. Perfect. And we are going to make that connection to cattle mutilation. And then we're going to be out. Out. And then we're going to be we'll on never to bring up cattle mutilations again. I don't know if that's for true. a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always going to move us. Oh, yeah, it's going to be something that we have to do. Do yeah, <laughs> it's something that needs to be heard. Yeah, it's something you got to talk about because if it's still going on, that means things are still happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just dive in. How many people do you think right now in the United States, just in the United States, have Alzheimer's? Well, I know. Guesstimate. I know. In the last episode, you said is it, it will be the most, mm-hmm. like the leading cause of of, yeah. of death, right? Yeah, and within it's projected to be. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. which is super fun to think yeah, about. Yeah, super scary. Um, one in three people will die of Alzheimer's um, by 2050. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's crazy. I bet you there's 30 million. Right now, in the United States, we have a population of about 300. And 30 million people. Okay. So if you say 30 million, that's like one in what? That's like one tenth, right? Yeah. I don't think one. T- yeah. It's not one tenth. Not one. 330 people in the in the world. Or in the US, right? Yeah. 330 I said, million. I said 300 or 30 million. Yeah. I think the guesstimate is 332 million people in the US right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one tenth was my guess. One tenth. Roughly. So right? you think one in 10 people have... Alzheimer's right now. Yeah, but now I'm thinking it's more than that. <laughs> well, it's less than that. Okay, good. I mean, that's pretty horrible. I mean, that one in 10 would be crazy. Right now, it is actually one out of every 55 people. 
has Alzheimer's at some stage or another. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about Alzheimer's, it can take years and years. It could take it's a slow decades slow burn before yeah. you actually start manifesting the symptoms. So it's slow. And we also talked about CJD, which is a prionic disease called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Mm-hmm. And it manifests rather quickly compared to Alzheimer's. It can just take a year or two or, you know, there are forms that can take a little longer, but it manifests kind of in the same way, but it's much more rapid. Mm -hmm. And the main difference between a prionic disease like CJD and Alzheimer's is the protein, the protein that misshapes and uh, causes, instead of plaques, it causes basically the brain cells to die. And then it leaves these vacuous holes in the brain. They call it sponge form. Mm-hmm. And because it's in the brain, it's a Makes sponge sense. form encephalopathy. We we kind of touched on a right. lot of this. Yes. We're just recapping. Yeah, we're recapping. Cool, 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 just cool, in case cool, you cool, didn't cool. hear that episode. So in cows, they call it bovine because bovine is cow. Yeah. Bovine sponge form encephalopathy. In humans, it's called CJD, Creutzfeldt Jakob disease, after the guy who actually discovered it, I think in 1913. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. A lot of that packaging out of the way now. Perfect. <sighs> That was exhausting. Yeah, you crushed it though. Yeah. So <clears throat> out of 332 million people in the United States estimated today, 6 million will have Alzheimer's in some stage or another. Ouch. Yeah. Every year now, well, in 2019 was the last real figure that we have. Guess how many people died of Alzheimer's in uh, 2019? 3 million. No. 121 thousand people i'm bad at guessing i just pick a three i know and i just go with a three yeah you're really bad at it but anyway it still sets the <laughs> stage right so 121,000 <clears throat> people died in 2019 mm-hmm. that's two years three years ago 121,000 of this people. one thing mm-hmm. uh, of uh, uh, diagnosed with alzheimer's right mm-hmm. guess how many people died of alzheimer's in 1979 12 653 total in the u.s in the u.s According to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. Okay. Yep. That's way less than yeah. I thought. That's so nuts. from 1979, and there might have been misdiagnosis back then, or they yeah, didn't that's what I was gonna know. Say. You know, they could have classified as dementia. Mm-hmm. But the official statistic is 653 people. That's like nothing. Yeah. So from 1979 to 2019, do the math. How many years is that? 19. 19. Plus five, but carry the one and then encephalopathy and X equals sponge form. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. You put me on the spot. You know, I'm not good at this stuff. So 89, 99, 2009, 2019 times 10, 40 years. In 40 years, it went from 653 people dying of Alzheimer's officially Mm -hmm. to 121,500. Yikes. Yeah. Guess what the percentage of increase that is? It's (laughs) 18,500%. 18,500. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That is like, that is crazy. So even if they were really bad at diagnosing Alzheimer's. Or math. In 1979. They're not that horrible. Right. <laughs> so we've had an increase. Something is going on mm-hmm. that is causing people to get 
Alzheimer's, or at least what they think is Alzheimer's. Right. Now, here's something even more creepy and more strange. Okay, so we talk about the Alzheimer's epidemic now that's happening. My dad had it. Mm-hmm. Um, he died actually of a heart attack, not of Alzheimer's, which I'm thankful for, because he didn't ever progress to where he lost all mental faculty. Right. So, major increase in the incidence of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny that something has changed Maybe people died earlier. Who knows? But that's not even the case because the incidence of early onset Alzheimer's, which means Alzheimer's that happens before the age of 65, has increased hmm. even a higher percentage. The incidence of people diagnosed 19 to 35 is the largest increase. That's pretty terrifying. It is. It's terrifying. And we talked a little bit in our last episode about Alzheimer's, about the different stages of Alzheimer's. And then I think we talked a little bit about a study that had happened in like the late 80s where um, some scientists, a husband and wife team, they started dissecting the brains of people that had died of Alzheimer's and testing to see if they actually had Alzheimer's or not. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing was anywhere from five and a half to 13% of the people that supposedly had died of Alzheimer's actually died of CJD, mm, okay, a prionic disease of these misshaped proteins, that up to 13% of them had died of this prion disease, not Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that. That's a lot. I mean, 13% is, is yeah. a big number. 5.5% misdiagnosis is a big number. Yeah. And and so I started like crunching some numbers just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Calculating. Yeah. So I, yeah, I started nerding out a little bit. It's like, okay, if if they were misdiagnosed, five and a half percent to thirteen percent of the people that have Alzheimer's actually have the prionic disease CJD. So that means that in today's population, three hundred thousand people to seven hundred eighty thousand people that we would think have Alzheimer's actually have CJD. Hmm. That's crazy huge. Actually could have. Could have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is all hypothesis, right? We don't know if it's true. Now, according to the CDC, CJD only happens in one and a half people per one million. So you take a million people, you'll only have one and a half people that actually have CJD. And... According to the CDC, that's how rare this is. And at least one half of a person died from being yeah. cut in half. Or we could say out of two million people, three will have oh, yeah. CJD. Those are much more yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah. numbers. Yeah. So that would mean in six million people, you should only have six people with right. CJD. But if this study of the misdiagnosis of Alzheimer's, mm. when they actually have CJD is correct, Anywhere from 300,000 to 780,000 people have CJD. That's a significant increase. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Now, I know this is all kind of nebulous right now, but we're getting somewhere. Because because how do you get CJD? How do you get a prionic disease? Prostitution? (laughs) Prions are very, very uh, transmissible. Mm -hmm. And we know this because we've seen this in animals. We've seen this in animals, like in mad cow disease that happened in the 1980s in the UK. Mm -hmm. We've seen it 
in the United States with mad cows. We've seen it in uh, like mink. I think they call it uh, transmissible mink encephalopathy. T-M-E. And it's, and it's also in like what they call scrapie, which is a, a sheep disease. Yeah. You hear scrapie. Or in chronic wasting disease yeah. in animals. That's where I hear scrapies from. Yeah. Chronic so, wasting disease. Yeah. So there's all this, all this stuff is happening mm-hmm. uh, to animals. And it's the same thing that's happening inside the brains of people that catch CJD. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes CJD can happen spontaneously. It can just like the protein folds for some reason. Could be environmental. Could be chemical. Could be diet. I don't know. Could be genetic. And it folds. And then for no reason whatsoever, people develop this disease. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they get that 1.5 persons out of 1 million statistic. Right. But something is going on if they're even remotely close on the 5.5% to 13% that could have CJD, mm-hmm. that people are thinking to have Alzheimer's. If that's even even remotely close, then something is going on. Something's causing these proteins to mutate into prions. They're like X-Men proteins. <laughs> yeah, something crazy. So what could be causing that? Nuclear waste. Well, we know in the case of CJD in Great Britain, when they had the mad cows and the scrapey stuff going on, that people were eating tainted animals. Mm-hmm. They were eating meat that was contaminated with these prions. And then, then later they would get prionic diseases. Right. And they'd die of CJD in humans. Mm-hmm. So where do you think if there's an outbreak of CJD in America of people misdiagnosed, where is it coming from? Most likely immigrants, <laughs> food supply, food supply. Yeah. That was yeah. my second guess. We cut up immigrants and eat them. <laughs> so this is all hypothesis, but this is terrifying that possibly the huge number increases in diseases like Alzheimer's, um, CJD, Parkinson's, Huntington's disease, ALS, mm-hmm. That it could be driven in large part by prionic diseases in our food supply. Yeah. What is our food supply, Austin? Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> Which serves what? Beef. Beef. Be- um, yeah. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Euro Shack. Um, what's that? Lamb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd work. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Bok, bok, chicken, chicken. Bok, yeah. bok, chicken, chicken. <laughs> yeah. The thought that possibly... That our food supply, our meats, our proteins, mm-hmm. could be the carriers of these prionic type proteins that cause basically a avalanche of bad protein manipulation inside of our brains mm-hmm. is terrifying to me. It's funny because... Uh, it's really strange. Today at work, I was talking to a coworker. He's kind of a conspiracy-ish fella. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't trust no government. But um, we were talking about these things I drink called liquid IV. Yeah. I like the way it takes the water taste, and I like that it's got electrolytes and stuff. Yeah. And his response was, oh, sure, it, they tell you you need more salt because X, Y, and Z. And I was like, you can say that about anything because mm-hmm. his dad's a farmer. Okay, well, you think your soil's perfect? You think that there's not any, like... um pesticides or anything in the soil and in the mm-hmm. on the fence line leading up to yep. the properties nothing's organic 
Mm-mm. And you're not. And like even the grass fed free range whatever Chickens beef you're beef, getting whatever yeah they get like at least three hours of sunlight a day and they can say that they're yeah yeah exactly yeah. and grass-fed beef it's like yeah we give them some grass but they can probably have corn too yeah and you know like there's there's all these things where you have to meet a specific qualification but yeah. that doesn't mean it's natural no and i was saying like even when i go up hunting and I'm walking around in the middle of nowhere. I see beer cans. Yep. I see all kinds of stuff. Candy wrappers. Plus, we have all these wildfires, and mm-hmm. they're dropping all that red powdery stuff mm-hmm. to put out the fire. That can't be just natural. Well, just think of natural pollution that comes from factories. That exactly you know, all that stuff drops out of the atmosphere. And even when you go to like the, the ocean for like tuna, we have oil spills. We've got turtles with straws stuck in their nose. We got all kinds of stuff. These fish aren't just eating the same food they were eating a bajillion years ago. And you know, it's crazy. It's not even just all man caused. If you think about like, you know, the natural petroleum leaks and natural gas leaks under the oceans that are basically polluting it. Mm -hmm. I, I know there was like a petroleum fisher. I think it was off the coast of California. And they were talking about how many gallons of crude oil have been pumping up through there for mm. who knows how That's many crazy. millions of years. Yeah. So it's not just humans, although we have the ability to control it. Yeah, we have the ability yeah. to build Teslas. Yeah, or nuclear. Empower them with coal energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. See, now we're going off. We're going off. Okay, we got to get back. Okay, back. We got to get back. <laughs> okay. So the question was, where does this come from? How does it get to our food supply? What's the origin? Because it just, it didn't just like magically just turn on. Something had to trigger this, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what this episode of Mysterious Universe talked about. They were basically going over a book by a guy named Colm Kelleher. Colm Kelleher. Colm Kelleher. Yeah. C-O-L-M. Crazy name. Yeah, it's a cool name, isn't it? And he's a really smart dude. And he's written several books. You can look it up. But this book that they were talking about was called Brain Trust. Mm -hmm. So I listened to that episode. And then I went and bought the book on uh, Kindle and read through this book. And it kind of freaked me out. Now, it was released in 2004. So some of the data was a little bit behind. And that's where he chronicles this study that happened in 1989 that showed that the misdiagnosis of Alzheimer's when it should have been CJD, that's where all that came from. Mm-hmm. It it freaked me out because my dad was dealing with this disease right now. And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, does he have CJD? Does that mean like in the matter of like months, he's going to totally lose his mind? You know, all these thoughts are going on. Yeah. Because it's real for it, you. Yeah, It is real. It's real. It is real. It's very <laughs> Jewish. Jewish. But <laughs> that basically triggered this whole topic line Mm -hmm. and then my delving into it and not just on his book but also just looking at different facts and figures about the people that he wrote about in the book and stuff right and the way he writes is actually very readable it's not just data it's he's a good writer he describes the characters really well i mean it's a good book if you want to check it out it's it's by colm kelleher he's the stephen king of prionic wasting diseases and i bet you that's where michael Crichton got his idea for the prionic part of the island that you talked about in the last episode where yeah. they were being fed meal that had ground up yeah. animals in it and that was giving them prion disease they're uh 
They're feeding those dinosaurs, all right. those ground-up sheep. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of true. Because, okay, I'm getting a little ahead, but we'll jump back. Part of the problem in Great Britain with the bad cow disease spreading, and also with sheep, is that they were taking, like, down cows. Mm-hmm. That, at the time, they didn't know they were dying of, like, this uh, brain disease that had yeah. bovine sponge form encephalopathy, or BSE. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know that. So they were grinding them up and feeding them as meal back, back to, to the, the cows, cows and to other animals. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. And then they were getting it. Yeah. And what they found like in scrapey, which is the sheep version mm-hmm. of this prion disease is that they would go out and rub on a fence and they'd like lose hair, whatever, or maybe they die stuff, or yeah. poop. And then something would come along like a mouse or something else and they get it. And anyway, it was spreading. Mm-hmm. And then even like years later, after they cold, killed off all those bad infected sheep, they put new sheep in those pens years later and we they got the it. whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Because prions are really hard to kill. Mm. They're almost invincible. I mean, you can't heat them hot enough. You can't like flush them out with like some antiseptic antibiotic. It won't do anything to it. Because they're proteins. They don't have like a genetic strand. Yeah. And and so it's really, ah, it's creepy. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's rewind. So we go back and we wonder what and how did this get into or possibly get into our food supply? Because this is all hypothesis, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this book talks about. The and so, origin story. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're going to go back to where this probably started. And we got to go all the way back to like, the 1950s, early 1950s, okay. to uh, a little island who was actually not even little called Papua New Guinea. Oh, okay. Yep. And now... The the island might not be little, but the people are. <laughs> well, especially... Yeah. Are they pygmies? No, no, no. I mean, maybe some of them are shorter than normal, but what's normal in Papua New Guinea? I don't know. So Papua New Guinea had the reputation prior to this as being like an area where they had lots of headhunters and cannibals Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So like in the 1950s, in the uh, upper highlands of Papua New Guinea, there was a tribe called the Foray. Okay. And for some reason, they were having an epidemic outbreak of of a disease that was 100% fatal. If you got it, you were going to die. And they called that disease Kuru. COVID. (laughs) No, not COVID. It starts with a similar sounding consonant, Mm -hmm. but it was Kuru. Mm -hmm. Kuru. Yeah. Kuru 19. So a doctor, I'm not even going to throw out their names or anything. We'll just say a doctor from Australia went there. Okay, I'll throw it out. Zygus. Zygus. Z-I-G-A-S. Good on, Mike. Zygus. Zygus. Yeah, Dr. Zygus. He went to Papua New Guinea and heard about this tribe, and he started to investigate what was going on. Okay. And basically what was happening is the women, mostly the women, and some of the children would get sick, and they would call it the shaking death. Oh. And that's what Kuru means, that's shaking death. Scary. And they would start shaking and they would, you know, they would act weird. Mm. And within months, they would be dead 100% of the time. Now, the 4A people, the tribesmen, believed that it was the product of a sorcerer casting a spell Mm. on the person that died. And there was only one way to stop it. And that was a process called tabuku. Now, tabuku was basically revenge killing, right? So 
If somebody died of Kuru, a sorcerer had cast a spell. And to set the spirits free and to stop it from happening again, you had to find the sorcerer and kill him Mm. or her. Okay. And that would stop the cycle. What was happening is that you would get a two-for-one death. Mm -hmm. If somebody died of Kuru, then there would be a revenge killing against somebody who was usually a male. And so a woman would die of Kuru, and then the family would go out and kill a male who they thought was the sorcerer. No evidence. They'd just kill him. And then that would supposedly stop it. Hmm. And this was going on and like, it was decimating the 4A tribe. They were losing their children. They were losing their females and they were losing their males. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it yeah. makes sense. It's a yucky thing. So anyway, Dr. Zygus, he starts investigating. He's like, crikey. Yeah. And then soon another guy uh, who was Gadjusek. Um, he's famous. He won a Nobel Prize for his research into Kuru. But... Is he Polish? Uh, no. Gadgetsick? I don't know. He sounds Swedish or something like that. I don't know what he is. I just know he was a... They kind of described him as almost like a James Bond kind of character. <laughs> yeah, that he'd like was intrepid. He would travel the world and he'd collect infectious diseases. What was his name? Gadgetsick. What was his first name? Uh, I think it was Daniel Carlton Gadgetsick. The name's Gadgetsick. <laughs> Carlton Gadgetsick. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. down, 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 down. Yeah, but anyway, he was an interesting character. And I don't want to get too deep into this stuff because, I I, I mean, it would take forever. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, Gadjusek comes over and he helps study these 4A tribes people that are dying of Kuru. Because he basically works for the United States government collecting samples of infectious diseases. And then eventually that becomes the bio-warfare unit of the United States, right? Whoa. Out of, what do they call it, Fort Detrick in Maryland? It's kind of funny or coincidental because, like, uh, I just started re-listening to The Stand by Stephen King. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's kind of the same thing like this um, place in California, I think, of all places, um, has this leak of a virus and it goes crazy and destroys the world. Yeah. And... uh it's weird, too, because it kind of ties into COVID in a lot of ways with the whole quarantine stuff, and you can't leave, and they're locking people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so they're isolating towns yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. And then he said Maryland, which is like the East Coast kind of area, Eastern states. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of it takes place in Maine, and Stephen King, I think, is from Maine. So I don't know. There's huh. a little tie in there. It just popped yeah. in my head. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to it today, so. Uh, ding, 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 so ding, there's ding. So there's my... Else? There's my little contribution today. <laughs> <laughs> well, good book. Listen to it. Bye. Yeah. So the weird thing about Kuru, and they didn't know this until later, they were trying to figure out what was causing this malady in this 4A tribe. And they didn't know if it was like something to do with their environment or their, you know, what they were eating or in, in, in a way it turned it out to be kind of eating. be something that they were eating. And also but the they didn't know that, that yet. Were around. <laughs> yes. So this guy... Gadusek started shipping off autopsied brains to the United States to a guy I know from you'll love this name Papua New Guinea. Yeah, from Papua New Guinea, he shipped them over to the U.S. Okay. to a guy named Schmadel, and I know you Schmadel. you'll love that name, Schmadel. My precious brains. Yes. And and Schmadel was like he worked for the National Institute of Health. Mm-hmm. The NIH, I think is what they called it. But anyway, the details of this are all in uh, Kelleher's book. So you can can read it for yourself. And you can do a Google search on Gadusek and you'll get his history. 
It's very interesting. But anyway, so they send samples of brains to the U.S. And once they're in the U.S., they're trying to figure out what this malady is because they don't know what's causing it yet. Is it? Yeah. And then they make the connections that it's protein related and, and all of these things start happening. And then they realize that it's related to scrapie, the sheep disease. And so they want to know how contagious this thing is. So what do they do? Test group. <laughs> kind of. What they do is they start, they make a basically a, a slurry of infected brain material. They basically like take a bunch of brains mulch it up and they they mulch it up and they put it in a syringe and they inject it into the brains of all kinds of animals and they start with primates but they do almost everything i mean like hundreds of animals types they they just That's super gross yeah <laughs> and they do it at this this facility that really wasn't made to be you know a, a lab that contains things well oh it was a zoo it was a forest <laughs> reserve it was like a, a game reserve oh so it was like open yeah well oh. there were like a couple barns they converted into labs but they weren't very tight <laughs> okay and they were also doing the same kind of testing at uh dietrich fort dietrich and in other places too, but they were basically taking this slurry of brain material from the Kuru infected brains from the Foray tribe in Papua New Guinea, and they were injecting it into the animal brains um, in the United States. Wow. And like I said, there wasn't very good containment. So the conjecture of basically Kelleher's book is that these infected brains escaped. <laughs> they injected stuff into animals, and the animals either escaped. Or their feces got something ate yeah. that. Or well, another thing they found out is that that flies make a very good reservoir for this prion material. Gross. And then they so they land on poop. They get prions. They fly off. They get on other poop or flies or in in animals' eyes mm-hmm. and infected animals. That's terrible. And there are all kinds of stories that he lists of of like these prionic infestations in the united states everything from mink Mm -hmm. to squirrels to um, cows you know basically any type of protein um wild animals like deer and geese and mooses yeah i mean it didn't it didn't have a barrier Mm -hmm. so there are these prionic maladies that happen inside all of these different animal categories so anyway, that's his conjecture. Is that's why all of a sudden we have this explosion Outbreak. Yeah. of possibly prionic diseases in humans in the United States. Hmm. And it's not just the US. He just talks about the US primarily. But it's everywhere. It's it's in the UK. It's it's all over the world. It's obviously in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to Papua New Guinea. Don't eat your neighbor. <laughs> Initially, Gadjusek did not believe that this 4A tribe were participating in any kind of cannibalistic type of event. Mm-hmm. Um, they were more civilized than the kind of legends that came out of Papua New Guinea, that they were headhunters and they were warriors that would go and kill their enemies and then eat their brains or mm-hmm. eat their bodies. Typical cannibal stuff. And so... He'd asked people of the tribe and they denied any kind of cannibalistic kind of uh, procedure. And so, you know, he dismissed it. But later, a, a couple missionaries came and, and the woman, it was a husband and wife team, they came and they were able to actually make really good connections 
with the 4A tribe. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, the women finally became comfortable with the lady missionary. And they actually started admitting that they participated in a ritual where they would eat the brains of the 4A dead. Ooh. And so, long story short, the spread of Kuru in the 4A tribe was caused by eating the brains of their dead and other nervous system type of structures, maybe even their, their muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Primarily, the women and the children would eat the brains of the deceased relatives. And a lot of it wasn't even done, according to a lot of the stuff I read that wasn't in Kelleher's book, it wasn't even done as a way to like do something to, you know, to have power over your enemies. It was actually something that they did out of respect for their loved ones, because they believed that no matter what, you were going to be eaten by something, maggots, worms, Mm. whatever. So if you love somebody, you could eat their brains and that was an act of kindness. Interesting view, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what right. a few of the of the things that I've read. Okay. And they didn't go out and kill tri- other, you know, warring tribes or whatever and then eat them. They ate their own. It was like a sign of respect or some kind of... Yeah. Like I mean, a graceful send-off. Yeah, that's kind of what they say, mm. but I mean, okay. to me, that just seems so weird. But anyway, that's the origin of Kuru. So people were eating the brains of their ancestors, and eventually that caused the folding proteins, which caused this sponge form type of thing to happen inside the brains of of their people it's weird and then we being the scientists and warmongering people that we are took their brain shipped it to america made it into a milkshake and injected into the brains of every animal we could get our hands on yeah right primarily chimpanzees and and uh, primates Mm. but they didn't stop there they had to do everything crazy so anyway, we're almost back. We've almost looped all the way back around here to where we started on our initial podcast on September 11th, 2019. What the... F- hang on a second. Light bulb. <laughs> what? Okay, so... <clears throat> you know, like, Wendigos? When You mean the Native American? Yeah, like a kind of a ghoul of the Native yeah, yeah, American yeah, legend. Yeah, uh-huh. He or it has been associated with cannibalism. Like if a, if a person resorts to cannibalism, they'll forever be chasing hunger for other people's flesh. Okay. Right. So you resort to cannibalism, you become a monster. Right. And then you think of vampires. If you become a vampire, you drink the blood of like a master vampire. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. And if you become a werewolf, you get bitten kind of like reverse roles but you get bit by a werewolf and then even like when you become a zombie okay okay you get bit by a zombie and in all of those you start acting like something other than you were as a human yeah you like kind of get like a disconnection of your humanity because of the consumption of other humans which sounds like Kuru. Kuru. Or CJD. I just thought of a book. I mean, I just call it Kuru. Kuru. You know that, Austin, I think you're on to something. The, maybe the origin of a lot of these legends and and stories are traced back to a similar kind of thing, which is the, the eating of flesh causing mm-hmm. these 
maladies. Yeah, the the consumption of other humans. Yeah, causes this illness or ailment, and maybe it's a way to ward people off. Just from like chopping up cattle and making meal out of them, and then rolling it into grain and feeding it to them, causes them to get those forms of prionic diseases. Right. That is really, you know, I think you're, I think light bulb moment. Maybe that is something. I should write a book. Yeah, you could write a book. A sci-fi fantasy book. I'm sure somebody's, (laughs) you know, already thought of it. Maybe you already wrote a book about it, but that's really interesting. I I think that's a really cool statement or that's a really interesting statement. Not cool. It's scary and horrifying statement. But if it's true, I mean, why not? Cannibalism is bad. Which, you know, that kind of ties me back even further. We talked about ancient legends of giants and the fallen Nephilim. And one of the things that they did on the destruction of humans is is these stories that they would eat humans. Mm. Like the Kandahar giant that we talked about when we talked about giants. There were littered human bones all around the mouth of the cave where Mm. they supposedly ran into this giant. And they... Well, gosh, all of the trolls and giants of legend eat humans. Yeah, or hobbits. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's pretty weird. Okay, so there's like six podcasts we just kind of stumbled into (laughs) about this connection. But but, okay, let's not get too far down that rabbit hole. Hobbit hole. Hobbit hole. (laughs) It is. That is a really good connection. I think it's really interesting. Interesting, yeah. It's very interesting. (laughs) And I'm hoping, I'm wondering if it's true. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't hope it's true. Well, just because it's really good source material. I like the idea of like a a Stephen King novel (laughs) called Kuru. Kuru. (laughs) And it's the origins of like some weird disease Uh, that makes zombies or something. Yeah. I think he could do that. Hey, Stephen King, if you're listening... I'm obsessed with you, and I would really like it if you. I just want to have made your baby. <laughs> I have your baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we got to get back. All right. Okay, so yeah, down that line, people eat brains of humans, and bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Animals eat brains of infected humans, humans, and bad things happen, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so we know that's true. Okay, so now here's where we're going to go full So, Oh, what do you got now? Well, I just thought of two because we were talking about, okay, so people eat brains. Yes. And there's one group of monsters that always eat brains. They're zombies. Brains. Yes, they always eat brains. And then brains are, 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 not brains, zombies are often created by like an escaped gene manipulation. Oh. So maybe what if. Full circle. What if. All of these things are just the the repercussions of people messing with humanity. Well, that's I believe that one hundred percent. We're we're manipulating people's genes and the way they are, mm-hmm. and the way they are as people in a society, chemically and biologically, and then that creates a monster. You know, like yeah. Frankenstein is well, a monster. Go back to the whole, he just wants to be loved. The whole legends of the fallen ones, the Nephilim coming and intermingling their DNA with human women. It is the same story. Same with I, I am legend. Yeah. And Resident Evil. They're manipulating genes. Yeah. By like splicing things together splicing things, to, yeah. or or ma- taking um, viruses and making them into something that they inject into you. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Which is what COVID. we're doing with COVID. But okay, see, yeah, this is a whole giant <laughs> rabbit chasm <trail>. <laughs> rabbit hole that we've opened up. Or Let's chasm. go back. Let's go back. <laughs> Not an or chasm. <laughs> Those don't feel good. <laughs> 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 
back to what we were talking about. When See, you start singing the Halo it, theme song. Dang it, we're being, well, what did Parrot 19 say? Uh, quirky. Quirky, we're being quirky. Let's quit being quirky. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. So you have Kuru, you have the brains now are injected into animals. The animals get their various forms of prionic disease. It escapes the lab. It gets out in the environment. It spreads through things like deer and bison and waterfowl and squirrels and and chipmunks and minks. Like things like chronic wasting disease. Yes. It just takes like a, a sheep with what's the no, scrapey 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 scrapey, yeah. scrapey to like eat the grass along a fence line. Yeah. And then a deer comes in mm-hmm. because deer and sheep are, I think, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And he starts eating the same grass. They swap saliva, maybe touch noses, mm-hmm. sniff, whatever. And there you go. And Boom. then that's been trans... And then it, it gets, spreads rapidly yeah. from that. And then, yeah, it just keeps going. And there are all kinds of things like that have happened that you can chronicle. Mm-hmm. But it really started taking off in like the 1960s, 70s, and the 80s. The UK got it. Following the free love movement. It just it just became a thing. And they became more aware of what was causing this. And like the 1980s, they actually were able to, to identify the proteins that were going prionic. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the whole word prion came from. Right. So, okay. So take a breath here. <sighs> because what happens... In the 1960s is that they've tested all these animals in like Fort Detrick outside of Washington, D.C. There are these tests going on where they're injecting Kuru slurry, inoculating animal brains that are live, and those things are possibly spreading. So this is happening in like the late 50s and early 60s. So guess what starts happening in the 1960s, the late 1960s? Cars get cooler. <laughs> Music gets groovier. <laughs> yeah. And people get a little more... Okay, well, that's kind of true. Free with their love. sexuality. Yeah, they get free love. But something else that happens is cattle mutilations start in the late 60s. By the 1970s, cattle mutilation starts going crazy. And cars got huge. (laughs) But we started picking up the whole concept of cattle mutilation starting in the 1970s in our first podcast. Mm -hmm. And we talked about Mother Moo Mm -hmm. and and a bunch of other stuff. But what I didn't ever imagine or piece together at that time is that it could be tied to a secret agent man secret (laughs) agent man a secret group that was clandestinely going around and trying to track prionic infection in the nation's meat supply i know it sounds ridiculous it does and you said meat supply i know (laughs) but or food supply let's say food supply instead of meat yeah that's better so all of a sudden, in the 1960s, late 1960s, you start having these like cows that end up butchered in weird mm-hmm. ways. And then in the 1970s, it's a whole bunch of cows. And then ever since then, more and more cattle have been killed every year. And then it spreads across the entire world. And what are some of the telltale signs of the typical cattle mutilation? Butthole reamed out. Butthole reamed out. Eyeballs gone. Eyeballs gone. Part of the jaw missing. Yep. Sex organs gone. Sex organs gone. Yep. I think that's it. 
And so in Kelleher, in this book, Brain Trust, he talks about that those areas of the cow that are surgically removed, including the blood, a lot of the stuff out of the entrails and stuff, are the organs that you would harvest if you were going to do a laboratory inspection to find out if something was contaminated with prion disease. The other cattle mutilation thing was exsanguination. Yeah, all the blood. The blood has been like let from the body. Yeah, totally, totally let of blood. Which Sorry, is an, I had to remember the word. Which is another thing that's really crazy. So these are the things that you would expect if you're in a laboratory and you wanted to look at animals and see if they were prionic and they were going to infect other animals. You would look at like the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. You would look around their butthole and their... The tongue and the cheek. Tongue and cheek and those areas stuff. that they call reservoirs of prionic material. Mm. The only thing that I think would be like a, a, you'd have me sold is if the brain was somehow excavated from the cattle mutilation. Well, in these cases, a lot of the times they're not trying to find cows that have already exhibited... Mm. bovine sponge form encephalopathy. Just they're like trying carriers. to fi- yeah, they're trying to find out the cows mm. that might become infected. Or they're already infected but that would they display the display. disease, right? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because once they start acting weird, then you know they got it, then they're cold and the you know the the uh blackhawk. Then you would have the government swoop in and they would shut down the whole operation, they would cull all the cows and just to exterminate that possibility. Hmm. This is like they're trying to find something before it actually manifests. Mm -hmm. And what's terrifying is that's what would make it into the food supply. Livestock, these protein sources that have yet to manifest a full prionic disease. Right. But are carriers of that prion or disease. Now, the things that trigger a protein to actually fold and start, they don't know how that works yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And like in the case of like Alzheimer's, um, even though it's a protein anomaly, there's not really a treatment for it. And same with CJD or any prionic diseases, there is no treatment for it. So if something doesn't exhibit something right away, say like in Alzheimer's, say, say I have Alzheimer's right now, I won't know it until 20, 30 years down the road when all of a sudden I start having severe symptoms. Yeah, and by then you would have forgot. Yeah, and then I wouldn't remember anyway, right? <laughs> so it's it's a really scary deal. And, you know, the other thing about cattle mutilations is that they're usually picked up. And there's always these reports of helicopters mm-hmm. or UFOs. Yeah. That yeah. somehow these cattle are not only, like, dissected, but they're actually picked up, transported, and, and dropped somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, from the air. Because there's no tracks leading to where these cows are dropped. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these things start clicking, and you're like, oh, my gosh. In a way, I'm kind of bummed because I wish it was UFOs and Bigfoot. could be still. It could be, yeah. But this sounds so much more plausible. Mm -hmm. And the tie-in with my dad and Alzheimer's and the tie-in with, you know, just by chance having a friend tell me to listen to this episode of Mysterious Universe. Mm -hmm. And then chancing upon this book by Kelleher and reading this stuff and then... It's just weird. Yeah, it all, it all clicked for you. It is strange. It is a yeah. strange thing. And, you know, I, I'm i glad in a way we kind of tied up this whole first season 
of a strange thing by coming back to cattle mutilations and how that ties into our final topic, which was Alzheimer's and prion disease, in our last episode of the first season. And unintended. Yeah. I, I guess it's providential. 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 I like that word. Yeah, I do too. So anyway, that's that's basically it. I mean, that's where we come around to. Prions, possibly the result of brain-eating cannibals in Papua New Guinea or whoever knows where else in the world, including zombies now, vampires, werewolves, and wendigos. Wendigo, yeah. And other legends of creatures from another dimension yeah. that come and cohabit with women and mess with DNA and then eat the bones of humans. Mm-hmm. The brains and bones of humans. Brains of bones? Brains and bones, yeah. Oh, and bones. Cannibals. I heard, I heard of bones. Cannibals. Cannibals. And you know, it. You know, even in the movie, what was that with Denzel Washington? Oh, the the movie. Book. Oh, the book, book of Eli. Yeah, the book of yeah, the book he of Eli. A was a movie sword called or something. He has a. He's gun. blind at the end. He's a gun. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I haven't seen Deadly that in a long time. I do remember the cannibals were shaky. Yeah, they would and shake. And he would like, like go to give them something and then he'd see that they're shaking and then he'd like kill them. They had Kuru. Oh. They had the shaking disease. Oh. The shaking death. Oh. Yeah. Well, and you know, this has made its way obviously into films like... Uh, Resident Evil and all the, every other... In Jurassic Park. I Am and, Legend and yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, all of these. Maybe not necessarily to the... Prions. Prions, definitely Jurassic Park books. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that they touched on it in the movies. I don't think. Well, maybe. It yeah, it doesn't matter. But the but books that were based and then yeah. all these other movies, like Frankenstein even, like you mess mm-hmm. with biology. You mess with God's creation and and these things, things could happen. Something weird happens. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. That's don't crazy. eat humans. Don't eat your same kind. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It makes me feel weird and dirty. T- and also to think a about. little bit hungry. <laughs> Not Just a little bit. I know. A big old juicy steak, though, doesn't sound as good as it mm, did. Or some pork ribs. I don't know. I'm thinking I need a nice, like, uh, soft flour tortilla. What? Yeah. Soft flour tortilla. I haven't had any tortillas forever because... Have you, know, you had the low-carb ones? Yeah, those are good. Those are damn good. They They're taste good. the same, buddy. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Dan Cummins? No. Dan Cummins... A stand-up comedian. He lives in Idaho. Um, You've talked about him before. I like the guy a you, lot. He's lost awesome. after him. There's Stephen King, and then there's Dan Cummins. Mm-hmm. Those are so my basically, two. But he does a joke, and in, in the skit is called I Call Ribs. It's off one of his stand-up comedy things. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the, the premise is that they're on an airplane, and his... They were talking about like that, like rugby team or whatever. They got stuck in the mountains, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, they crashed. and And his wife is like, "I could never do that, eat somebody." And he's like, "If that's the case, I call ribs." <laughs> and he like puts barbecue sauce oh, in his no. his uh, carry on and stuff. Oh no! <laughs> I just think the idea of that's really funny. Yeah, it is but, funny in a morbid kind of way. Well, yeah, you know, there uh, are all kinds of stories of people getting trapped or whatever, and they resort to cannibalism, mm-hmm. like the Donner Pass story. Funny thing about the the Donner Pass thing in the beginning of The Shining, which is a book written by Stephen King, uh, when they're driving the Volkswagen Bug up to the Overlook Hotel, uh, Wendy, the wife of Jack Torrance, is very concerned about the situation with the uh, Donner Pass people and how they had to resort to cannibalism. And she's afraid that while they're stuck at the hotel, they're going to have to resort to cannibalism. And she has that thought a lot. And then Jack, never mind. We'll move on. That's a really, yeah, a uh, good tangent thought. Maybe kind of good. I don't know. 
But hey, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to leave this this episode on a really bad note because coincidentally, just like we started our first podcast on cattle mutilation and then all of a sudden cattle mutilation started happening. Mm-hmm. On the episode where we started talking about prion disease and started talking about Alzheimer's mm-hmm. um, and that it didn't have any cure, there are some really cool tests going on right now, clinical trials for treatments for Alzheimer's, That'd which awesome. I'm guessing would probably be an efficient treatment for um, prionic diseases as well. Or at least like an open door yeah. to, to find these yeah. other issues, even from... Yeah, um, it's a start, true root disease right? or whatever. Right, because they're... Just kind of break it down for everybody. Yeah, there, there's only been like one drug that's been released to actually like possibly treat Alzheimer's in the last 20 years. Marijuana. <laughs> no, that's been to treat everything. Mm-hmm. But this drug has no real clinical effectiveness that's demonstrable. So it's really sad. I mean, basically, you get Alzheimer's, it's a death sentence... It could last a long time, and it's going to end tragically. You get CJD, you're going to die rapidly of the same kind of thing. Right. So these are bad. They're bad, bad, and they are going crazy. It's an epidemic of biblical proportions. Right. It's massive. It's going to affect everybody. It's like if if we don't find a way to treat it, it's going to kill one out of every three people by 2050. Projected. Projected. You yeah. can't see that as a fact, but so, yes. It's so very- it's it's horrible. But I think it when we started talking about this, it was like the 1st of January. And then right after that, I just, out of coincidence, opened my, I think it was Drudge Report or something dumb like that, maybe Fox News. Mm-hmm. And I saw a, a side story right at the bottom that said, possible treatment for Alzheimer's being tested. Hmm. And it's a nasal spray. And what's nice about the nasal spray is you you squirt it up your nose and it will pass the brain blood barrier and will actually get into your brain. And anyway, in mice, this has actually been a really effective treatment. So there is hope on the horizon. And in my research since then, there are two or three other things that are happening. Uh, This nasal spray is going into clinical trials. So it might actually mean something here in the next year or two. Which makes me feel like maybe there's hope for me if I do start exhibiting have strange things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad that we could kind of bring this full circle and uh, kind of end what we are calling our first season. It's a good time to end because there's been a lot of life stuff mm-hmm. going on. And we've had a lot of changes in our lives, different things that have happened. And, you know, we've grown a lot. Maybe we're not better talkers. Maybe we aren't better hackers, you know, whatever. But I think it's time to try to bump up the level and quality of our podcast a little more. I agree. And the way things have worked out, because we started the podcast, and then almost immediately my wife and I got pregnant. We had a, I didn't get pregnant. My wife got pregnant and we had a baby and all -hmm. these weird life events have happened. It kind of came in full circle by accident Mm -hmm. and just serendipitous the way things lined up. But we want to move on with like a little different schedule, a little bit more um, purposeful, purposeful, a little more intention in what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, move forward as a podcast and take another step up because we've learned a lot about recording and editing and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we started with cattle mutilations and somehow 
it came back and ended full yeah, circle. And it wasn't really even like an uh, intentional no plan thing. Yeah. No, no plan. You know, looking back over the last couple of years, I don't regret anything. And when we started this, we did it for fun. Mm-hmm. And we had fun. And we were able to document a lot of our life journey in these episodes over the last two and a half yeah. years. And it's cool. And now I think, okay, we're at an end of a chapter. And, I, you know, that chapter could be the end of, you know, when my dad passing away in the night kind of slide up into that. Patriarch. I, yeah, I'm the next next level up mm-hmm. or down, whichever way you count it. <laughs> and it's Get a promoted. fitting time to kind of like recalibrate mm-hmm. and look at where we're going and decide, oh, is this something we want to do? And if we do, do we want to take it up a notch? And do we have the bandwidth now, maybe, to take it up another level? It doesn't have to be huge. Not that we did anything wrong or bad, but maybe we want to be a little more, like you say, purposeful. And refined, yeah. Yeah, refined. And and why not? Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And that might mean, you know, doing something crazy, like maybe coming into partnership with somebody or something. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, maybe investing more time, more money, mm-hmm. which we really haven't done. I mean, our equipment... Maybe it works. Take more naps. Yeah, we could take more naps. Mm-hmm. Go on more adventures. Ooh. And then take naps on adventures. Oh, <laughs> adventure naps. Adventure naps. That could be. That could be a whole podcast. I we know. could just do, you know, like. Go somewhere weird and fall asleep. Hey, guys, we're in Guatemala. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Or, hey, you climbed up to Mount Everest. We're on the top. Yeah, we might not ever finish that episode if we did that. Yeah. You know, find this 50 I, years I, later I'm frozen. Not, I'm not going to make it to Everest. I ain't going there either. yourself. Screw that. And myself. That would suck. It would. <laughs> it wouldn't suck oxygen. It no. would suck nothing. It life. Suck, it would suck life suck out life. of us. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about doing new things. I'm excited about going on some adventures. We're almost in the weather category where we can go and do things again. Adventure weather. Yep, yep, yep. And until then, I think we should start out the next season with a couple interesting, fun topics. I don't know what... We'll leave it as a surprise. We've got some ideas. Yeah. I'm going to give them just some... Some, 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 yeah, some hints. We're thinking of uh, the common flu. Uh Uh-huh. Um, breast cancer and Lou Gehrig's disease as our next couple topics. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, not I, that those are jokes, but no, no, <laughs> lightheartedness. We're yeah. I I want to take a not a nosedive. What's the opposite of a nosedive? Uh, when you go up. altitude, yeah, when you like climb, it's called sky rockets <laughs> in the night. Yeah. Rocket ship. We want to rocket ship up into the happy atmosphere for a while. The happmosphere. The atmosphere. I like it. Because we've been down here in the sadmosphere. Yeah, sadmosphere. Yeah, we've had too much sadness and maladies. And, you know, with all the crap that's been going on in the world, COVID and now the Ukraine war with Russia. Shout out to my homies in the Ukraine. Ukraine. But, Ukraine you know, on the membrane. We want to lift things up a little bit. We need to shine some light of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, if maybe the topics won't be really happy, but at least we'll have fun doing them. We'll be happy doing them. We'll be happy doing them. Yeah. We need more motorcycle rides. Yes. More camping trips. We got to get the mothership. The mothership's flying. That's what we need. We got to get the mothership 
fully loaded and and ready to roll. Oh, yeah, ready yeah. to blast off. And we'll do updates on those. As we oh, go yeah. Maybe a maybe an update of our website. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. A little refinancing. Do a refi. I don't even know what I just said. No, I don't think refi because we don't have that much money yet. But remodeling, remodeling, reconfiguring, mm-hmm. redoing. Yeah, whatever. Redunnery. Refining. Re. re- Branding. Branding. Rebranding. Let's rebranding. Brandy, if you're out there, we're borrowing your name. Also, Brandy, you're a fine, you're a fine girl. What a what good wife you would be. But not such a good drink. But Brandy's okay. Actually, I don't like Brandy. I don't like Brandy either. That's why I said not such a good drink. She works at a bar and she <laughs> likes sailors. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? I don't know. Our we got turkey. Here's it. Shout out to Parrot 69. Polly 69. Oh, why do I say Parrot? It's Polly. That's a bird. Uh, get it. Squawk, squawk. Squawk, squawk. Polly with the cracker. <laughs> Polly is Karen. <laughs> we love you, Polly. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Polly can get her wings clipped. <laughs> Go eat some brands. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, get some. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, let's get out of here before you know. We gotta end this, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get better next yeah, we episode. Do. We're gonna refine, <laughs> refine, remodel, redo, refine, refinance, yeah. rebrand. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We'll get us out of here. We're gonna sign off. It's been awesome. The first season's been awesome with everybody. Time to grow, all of us together. So join us next time in the ASTP Stranger Zone for some cold drinks and some strange conversations. We'll say the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> Daters. Daters. <laughs>